Very good. Take our seat. And yeah, wanted to talk about uh, this morning spiritual advancement. I wanted to share this because this is the truth. And uh, I want everyone to know this this morning. Uh, this is my experience being a pastor for 30 plus years. Uh, if you're not moving forward toward destiny, then you're either going around in circles or even more critical going backwards. It's a reality. So we're going forward or we're going around in circles or we're going backwards. So as a leader, I've learned to look at people and go, yep, they're going around in circles or they're going backwards. Let, let me explain something. I, uh, I wish I had a whiteboard. Can we get a whiteboard? Buy a whiteboard? Get one here soon? Because uh, I want to draw a picture on the whiteboard, so I'm just going to have to draw on the invisible whiteboard this morning for you. But if you can understand this Old Testament uh, concept, you can understand the concept of spiritual advancement. Uh, so if you could picture over on this side of the building, Egypt, okay? And the Israelites were in Egypt for 420 years. So, you know, with the story of Joseph in the book of uh, Genesis, where uh, uh, Joseph was sold, had a dream and was sold into, uh, sold into Egypt as a slave. And the rest is history. Uh, so this is Egypt. Then in the middle here, we have, the, we have the, the Red Sea and then we have the wilderness. And then over here, we have Canaan land, which is the land of promise. So this is a concept that I wanted to show you because I believe that every one of us, churches and believers are on this journey. And, uh, you know, the people of God spent 420 years in Egypt. And when that started, that was a time where God used Joseph to be like a, a leader, a provider, an incredible a man of God, the Prime Minister of Egypt. And, uh, you know, the people, the Israelites, the numbers grew. And towards the end of that 420 years, the people of God in Egypt came under great oppression and they lived as slaves. Now we have the Red Sea and we know that God raised up a deliverer to deliver the people of God from Egypt toward their destiny. And the sea is called the Red Sea. I, I believe it's very interesting that it is called the Red Sea because all these Old Testament concepts, if we can understand them, it's very important. I'm going to talk to you young people later on and make sure you, that you get this because the Red Sea is symbolic of the line that we cross when we come to Christ. It's the Red Sea. And God delivered the people of God from Egypt toward their destiny through the Red Sea. And that is sort of like baptism. 
And, and you know, the, the, the Red Sea talks of the saving power of the blood of Jesus Christ. How Jesus on the cross shed His blood for us. And then the Red Sea is also symbolic of the waters of baptism that God is calling us all to go through as we leave our past behind. And see, what happened in the last years of that 420 years, the people, God's people in Egypt began to cry out to God for deliverance because they were oppressed. They were slaves in a foreign land. And they began to call out for deliverance. And, uh, you know, God during that time was raising up a leader by the name of Moses. And Moses actually uh, was, was also a, a uh, uh, you know, one of the people of God. And what happened is, is that he fled the, the, the area because he saw the oppression of the people. And he fled, but he had an encounter with a burning bush. He's out there in Midian and God encounters Moses right there. And he begins to cause him to be an answer to prayer. You know, that uh, the people had been crying out for a deliverer and God came down and spoke through that burning bush to Moses. It was like a face-to-face encounter. And, and what happened? God, through that encounter, raised Moses to be the leader that was required to deliver the people from Egypt toward their destiny. That's what happened. In this area in between Egypt and Canaan or the land of promise, this area is what we call the wilderness. There is not much there in the wilderness. So the people were delivered and they, they'd been there in Egypt living as slaves. Then supernaturally, God delivers them out through the Red Sea into the land of wilderness and now they are heading towards promise, the land of Canaan. Now this is very important because you see, God has delivered us from the world which symbolically is Egypt. And He has delivered us for a purpose and our purpose is destiny. Say that after me, our purpose is destiny. I have a future. I have a destiny in God and I am moving towards it. Now, the amazing part is, is that from Egypt to the promised land if you go straight and just walk is, do you know how long that is? How long it takes to get there? It's probably quite a way, but it's 11 days walk. And what happened is instead of going directly from one place to the other, it took 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. 40 years, can you believe that? In fact, the generation that left Egypt were unable to enter into the promised land because they had Egypt in their mind. They had an Egypt's way of thinking. 
In other words, they had the world's way of thinking. This is where God wants to take us. He wants to change us on the inside and He wants us to be not just people who walk around in the wilderness and going round and round. That that 11 days walk took 40 years. 40 years stands for testing. Those people were tested, but they also tested God while they were in the wilderness. So the wilderness, it was an 11 day walk. Now listen, there's a couple of words here, just as I was thinking about this this morning. And and, you know, it's really remarkable that we're talking about this because I hadn't picked my message but Joy really spoke about it in the worship so prophetically. And this is where I really believe, I want to encourage you once again, come and not only be involved in the worship, but listen with the ears of your heart to what God is saying. Because, you know, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about, you know, uh, when you hear His voice, don't harden your heart as they did in the, guess where? The wilderness. Isn't that amazing? They couldn't hear God's voice in the wilderness or actually they did hear His voice, but rather than respond the right way, they hardened their heart. They didn't believe. The Bible talks about a hardened heart of disbelief. But listen, this 40 years represents process. And for us to have progress toward our destiny, we need to understand that, you know, it's not just like we get saved and we get picked up from Egypt and put into our promised land. Oh man, that would be good. But often this 40 years in between, this Canaan experience represents struggle, It represents testing, but it is the process that is necessary for us to progress toward our our possession. Write down these three words, process. Number two, progress. And three, possession. This is the land of promise. God had promised this land to Abraham hundreds of years before. Now, the word of promise. We need to work with God and each other to prepare us through process to possess the promises that God has for us. There's promises that God has for us. In Romans chapter 9, verse 9, listen to this. It says, For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah will have a son. This is talking about Abraham, how this whole thing started, is this piece of land over here was promised to Abraham. And, and, you know, the nation has been taken Captivity in Egypt, but there's always a promise. I want you to know this morning that this book is called The Word of Promise. I used to think it was a book of threats before I came to the Lord, but it is not. 
This is the word of promise. And we've got to learn to understand that God has promised us a destiny and we've got to rise into that place. In the verse just before that, we are called children of promise. Now, I know that that just went straight across your head and you do not know what that means. This is where you've got to do a bit of work because you are a child of promise. In other words, God's brought you out of the world and figuratively speaking, we are going through our testing and our process and God is going to bring us to a place called destiny, which is what He has for us. And we are children of promise. We are sons of promise. We are daughters of promise. Come on, just don't look at me. Just, just go, yeah, hey, come on. Let's take it on board. Let's get hold of this because God has given us a job to do. God had promised to this people this piece of land. And do you know what the war is today? in the year 2023 is over that piece of land. God is true to His promise, but He also, there is also adversaries, enemies of the promise, enemies of our faith. So I wanted to talk to you about some principles of spiritual advancement. Young people, you are moving forward toward your destiny or you are going back or you're going round and round in circles. And I believe that this is the strong tendency of every believer is to go around in circles. Because God raised up the greatest leader, Moses, possibly the greatest leader in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament rather, he, can you imagine what this is like? He is appointed by God to bring the nation out. He's come to the River Jordan. No, it's not the River Jordan. It's a Red Sea rather. And all he has is a staff in his hand. There is a body of water that way. There is the Egyptians after him coming behind like tens of thousands of them. If they go back that way, what's going to happen? Not good. If they go that way, what's going to happen? Drowned. We haven't got a lot of options here, have we? Do you know this stuff? Yeah. And Moses holds up the rod and parts the Red Sea. This is just an extraordinary thing. The waters part and they walk through in dry land. Now, this is an unbelievable story. But, you know, I was listening to a thing uh, as this guy does a thing called Off the Curb Ministries and some of the stuff he does is really good. But they're showing photos there right now and, and underneath there's all these chariot wheels. It's actually in the water now. This is archaeological proof that something happened right there. So Moses is the man, puts the thing down, parts the waters, they walk across the other side. Don't you reckon that those guys would be thinking we are bulletproof? <laughs> <laughs> God 
God just open up the seas. But this is amazing because they weren't like that. You know, some amazing things happened in the wilderness. God actually released manna from heaven every day so that these guys could come and be supernaturally provided for. They didn't even have to work for food. It was manna from heaven. That's amazing. They bought all the gold and silver with them through the Red Sea. They bought all the good stuff. Their shoes didn't wear out. They walked in the wilderness for 40 years. Man, these were better than Adidas and Nike. (laughs) And their shoes didn't wear out. This is what happened. But it's amazing because these people still had Egypt in their mind. You know, some of them got a bit lazy. Instead of going and gathering manna each day, they'd try and keep some for the next day. So they didn't have to work two days in a row. Sort of like just going out, you know, into the paddock and picking up mushrooms, but these picking up manna. God is supernaturally providing for them. And some of them thought, right, I'm just going to have tomorrow off. I'll pick some up for two days. But what happened? It just went off on the nose. Maggots crawling through it. Because you see, God wanted them to depend on Him daily. God wants us to come this close to Him. But the interesting thing, don't you reckon if that happened to you, you'd be sort of convinced that God's real and He's probably going to look after you tomorrow? But these people had become slaves in their mentality. And although they had been called towards destiny, they were people of promise. They were called children of promise. Their minds are back in Egypt. And they kept saying, I wish we could go back there. They talked to Moses and said, have you brought us out here, Moses, into the wilderness to die? I'd be like going, you whinging, bellyaching, negative people. See, God wants us to get our eyes on destiny. And He wants us to trust Him with the journey. This is called spiritual advancement because there's three types of Christians in the world. There's three types of Christians in this house. Number one, there are those that have set their heart and their mind on destiny. There are, secondly, there are those that are stuck in the wilderness. In other words, they're genuinely saved, but the mind is still pulling them back. Their mind and their emotions is pulling them back. And then the third type of Christian is what you call the worldly Christian who goes, man, it was good back there in Egypt. You see that? God wants you to move forward. Young people, move forward. I've seen it absolutely amazingly. These three, ty- three types of people, ones that have got their heart on set destiny, ones that really are doing, you know, they're trying their best, but their mind is unrenewed and they're wandering around in the wilderness, they're stuck. 
We need to be carriers of the promise of His presence. We need to be carriers of the promise of His presence. Do you know what? We carry a presence. You can, you can move past some people and you feel, oh, this is real. You know, it's like a check on the inside of the Spirit. Even in church sometimes. We are carriers of the presence. We are to be carriers We need to look for and demonstrate the favour of His presence. When you get His assignment and you know what His assignment is, you get a promise of His presence. You know what? You carry the presence wherever you go into the workplace. But if we're sort of careless, we can carry another presence. Rather than carrying the presence of God, we can carry a critical spirit. You know, the the people in the wilderness, they carried that critical, unbelieving spirit. But we are called to be carriers of the presence. This is really quite amazing, this fact. Because when... The priests went into the waters. They were the ones that went there first. They carried the ark and they had another river to cross now, the River Jordan. You know, rivers represent boundaries and borders. And do you know what Joshua said? He commanded the priests to carry the presence through. And as they set their foot on the water, the waters parted. Do you know what? Wherever you go this week, start the day by connecting properly with the presence of God because you carry a presence. You carry something wherever you go. And you know, if you carry a clean, pure presence of the Holy Spirit, people will react to that. They'll react to it. Do you know what? The waters reacted to the presence as the priest stepped in. The waters can speak of the demonic realm. You know, if you carry the presence of God, you're going to cause some people to get excited unnecessarily. You're carriers. You're carriers. And you know, quite often I listen to people to listen to what they're carrying. Make sure what you're carrying is clean, pure. Make sure that it's undefiled. You know, we can carry a dirty mind into church, but we need to carry a pure heart, a pure motive, because we are not going to part the waters and enter destiny unless... unless we've dealt with a wilderness mentality. We're carriers of His presence. Acts chapter 239, New Testament verse says, For the promise is to you, your children, and all who are far off, 
and to as many as our God shall call. It's the promise of His presence. How good's that? Number four, I'm getting there. We need to be true stewards and custodians of the word of promise. This is how you enter in. See, God had done all these things. He said, this is a a new day for you, Joshua. He promised the presence. He mapped out the land, the assignment before him. And then he says this, this book of the law shall shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. When God gives you an assignment, and I believe in a sense our assignment, and I'm joined with our brothers and sisters from across the region, is Gippsland. To bring righteousness, peace and joy. And everywhere where we set our feet, whether it is in Sea Spray or Locksport, or Can River, or wherever it is the Lord sends us, if we go under assignment, the Lord is saying, wherever you set your foot, I'll be with you and I'll give it to you. So we can't just stay in church. This is not our assignment. This is God revealing His assignment to you. You will have good success. If God has asked you to go and build a business for the Kingdom, The same word applies. If God has asked you to go into realms of leadership and government, the same thing applies. God has called us all to a slightly different part of that assignment. What an exciting thing when you start to get your mind on conquest instead of survival. We're carriers of the most awesome presence, but we need to be stewards of the custodians of the word of promise. God speaking to us about our future. We are children of promise. We are to be, spiritually speaking, beneficiaries of the promise. We need to know and comprehend the word of promise for us. So, you know, this word here, this exact word, the book of the law was written for Joshua in that day. Now we have the New Testament for us here today. We have the prophetic words that have come and spoken over Gippsland. These are the words, these are the words of promise for us. I remember one, you know, we had this dodgy old road when uh, Dr. Jonathan David came here and he said, it's going to be a dual highway right in. Said the wetlands will flourish. There'll be birds of all kinds that'll bring people into the area. He said there'll be businesses in the community that uh, uh, are going to influence the whole community. There'll be presence. And he said it's going to be like an entry point for the things of God. That's the prophetic word over this church. You know, I know my attitude drives some people nuts. It's okay because I'm a son of promise. I have an inheritance. Join us together. Let's stand up and take the region for Jesus. 
Let's bring righteousness, peace and joy into every realm. Let's not, let's not get to, you know, I reckon one of the problems, the prophetic words are so specific for our region and you can go look for prophetic words for United States of America. That's why you're stuck in the wilderness. So that's, uh, that's really cool. We're carriers of the presence. We've been given a word. You know, the smartest thing we could do is get the words out where prophets have come into Gippsland and go, right, this is how God builds His church. Do you know what? The raw material for the building of the church is the prophetic words that have come to that specific church. Not interested in anything else. I get sent 300 videos a day from someone. Listen to this, listen to this. No! <laughs> number five. Number five, to complete the assignment that God's given us, you must live out the courage of your convictions. So you're either casual church attender or a conscientious Highly convicted and courageous Christian. I said this before, it's never harder to be a Christian. Man, you would not want to be an Israelite in Israel now or a Christian in a real church. It's never been harder to be a real Christian, but it's never been easier. Because you know what's going to happen? The church is going to arise, shine, and the glory of the Lord is going to rise on the people who've got their eyes set on destiny. True story. To live out courage of conviction, not to be afraid, to say it. Say there's an answer in there. Don't apologise for who you are. Joshua did not go in there and try and cancel the Amalekites. He went in there to cancel the Amalekites. (laughs) The Hittites. To live out the courage of your convictions. And the last one, you need the right connections. You need the right connections. If you're connected to the bloke who's leading you around in the wilderness, guess where you're going? Moses made a few blues. He went up there and he left Aaron in charge. Come down off the mountain. And there's this cow. So poor old Moses has got to come down and get them all on track again. (laughs) Come on, we've got destiny in our hearts. Don't listen to the news too much. The world is not overpopulated. The world is not going to be fried in five years. Let's come back to the truth. may aggravate you this morning. (laughs) Anyway, it's good. Connections. Get connected with the right people. 
Everybody needs to be connected with leadership that's going to take them forward. And that's down in uh, verse 16. Because you see, Joshua had to get the people on side. Had to stand together. So the people answered Joshua saying, all that you command us will do and wherever you send us will go. You know, imagine being connected to the Holy Spirit in that sort of way. You know, and, and uh, we, we need to pray for the leaders that God's given us. But you know, our ultimate leader is Jesus. It's Jesus. And, and you know, if we're really following Jesus, we'll have destiny in our heart. Amen. It's really good you're here. It's great. Let's finish the assignment together. Let's bring righteousness, peace and joy wherever we go this week. In Jesus' Name. Amen.